How's everybody doing? Y'all good? Well, let me ask y'all this. How many of you like to receive a gift? You like gifts? Only So five people in this entire room actually likes gifts. Wow. Huh? Even at Christmas. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What is the absolute worst gift that you've ever received? Soap? Socks? Underwear? Caitlin? A light-up plastic angel that stopped working after a day. Oh, it's from your grandma? Okay, so your mom's off the hook. Okay, all right, good. I would blame your dad, though. So, <laughs> um, what else? What are some worst gifts? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah. That is bad. Joe? Deodorant. Deodorant? <laughs> Listen, l- let me go ahead. As you get older, deodorant becomes a popular thing in your stocking. <laughs> As does socks and underwear and all kinds of other stuff. Melted Reese's? Yeah, they're still good. Just put it, put it in the freezer, and then you can pull it out after a few minutes, and, and it's good. Well, gifts are, are, we all love gifts. We all love to receive things. And one of the most incredible things, things about gifts is it's that whenever someone surprises us with a gift, we're amazed that they would actually care enough for us to, to give us a gift. And gifts are not supposed to be ruined by opening them early or, um, or just actually just ruined by you disliking them. Um, one of the absolute, I have to say, one of the absolute worst Christmases that I ever had was back in, I know none of you were born then, was whenever I was probably, I was in um, around the 6th, 7th grade, and the original Nintendo came, system came out. Now, I know recently they just came out with the retro version and stuff, but I had a grand idea. The way that I operated with me, I have an older sister and a younger sister, and the way that I operated with my sisters were my my younger sister was a really, she was just, she was a good just a good girl, didn't do anything wrong, obeyed my parents and all. My older sister was absolutely just, if there was a rule, she was going to break the rule. And so, and so what I did, I tried to operate behind the scenes with thinking through things and giving people ideas. And so one Christmas, I stumbled in my dad's closet and I found a black bag, trash bag full of Christmas gifts. And so I just happened to tell my older sister what I'd found in the closet. And so she, I'm not taking the blame for this. She had the grand idea of actually opening up all of our Christmas presents. And so she took the biggest one and she said, oh, they'll never find out that, that we're opening, opening this. And so she peeked in and we discovered that we were getting um, the brand new Nintendo Nintendo game system. And so we were all excited. We were excited for Christmas morning. Well, Christmas morning came, and all of a sudden we hear from my mom, who's been in the Christmas presents? 
And let's just say that Nintendo game system didn't last too long because it was just my, it was, it was going and that Christmas morning, my mom was so angry at us for violating the trust of going in the Christmas presents and stuff. And so now every time I think about gifts, now we laugh about it as a family, but whenever I think about gifts, I think about, I was like, I shouldn't have peeked. I shouldn't have looked in, the, in there and on. I shouldn't have broken, broken the rules with looking at gifts. But gifts also, did you know that God loves you so much that he has given each and every one of you a gift if you're a Christ follower? Did you know that? And that's what we're going to be looking at, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to be talking about discovering, first off, some of the basics to the gifts, um, how, what the gifts are like, um, what some of the gifts are. And then at the end tonight, I want to help you discover what your gifts are. And each of us have gifts. If we're a Christ follower, we have gifts that, that God has given to us. And so if you've got your Bible, 1 Corinthians, and this is kind of a lengthy passage. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12. And so... It says this, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, starting in verse 1, I see some of y'all still, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians comes right after Romans. What comes after 2 Corinthians? Huh? Galatians, yeah. All right. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Is it on the screen? Oh, Nick messed it up. All right. Nick messed it up. Sorry. That's pretty. All right. So listen, here we go. As we read this, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ, for in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? 
But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And closing up in 27, it says, Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. So I know that's a long passage and a lot to go through, but all of it ties together and forms a thought that what we need to look at tonight. But one of the first things that we want to discover is the fact is that each one of you has a gift from God. And this gift has one purpose that we're going to be talking about later. But this gift is so that you can actually help minister to other believers and to help minister to the body of Christ. Now, this gift, um, there's several things that, that about it is that this gift was specifically chosen and given to you by God right at, at salvation. Because what happens whenever you are saved and you become a follower of Christ, what happens is the Holy Spirit comes into you and we call it indwelling in you. And so if you're a follower of Christ and you've repented of your sins and placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, then the Holy Spirit is inside of you. And what happens as a result is that the Holy Spirit, actually it's a whole work through God the Father, through God the Son, and, the, and through the Holy Spirit, actually gives you specifically gifts that they have actually selected for you and they want you, that they want you to have in order to make a difference um, within the church and within your body of believers. Um, verse 11, verse 6 says, it's the same God that empowers them in everyone. And then in verse 11, it says, who apportions to each one as he wills. God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus the Son, they actually, it's their will for you to have gifts. And they want you to have these gifts. Um, there's one thing about these gifts is that you, if you are a follower of Christ, you have a gift. God did not forget you. And God did not leave you out of receiving a gift of the Holy Spirit. One of the things about these gifts, they may be different than other people, but that doesn't make you any less of a follower of Christ than, than anyone else in this room. And these gifts, because you may be in, have left out of other things, you may be feeling that you're left out at school or left out among brothers and sisters or anything else, but these gifts, God did not leave you out and God did not forget you whenever it came to giving you a gift of the Holy Spirit. But it's up to us to find these gifts and for us to discover these gifts. Um, how many of you um, have ever had the feeling that you have been left out of something? How did you feel? Huh? You felt terrible, right? Yeah. You felt terrible. You felt you felt like, man, I can't believe that they didn't that they didn't invite me to this. Now, whenever whenever I was growing up, we had this thing 
Now, let me explain a little bit another back, back story. I lived, not that you can't tell by my accent, but I lived in the woods, okay? Not literally the woods. Actually, yes, literally the woods. Actually, let me rephrase that. Yes, literally. In the, I lived down a long dirt road and trees just in the woods. But the town that I, was, that I grew up in was a very, very rural town, okay? So the highlights, the grocery store that they had was a Walmart. And that was about it, that, and a Harvey's. And so there was, there was one high school, one middle school, one elementary school. And so, I mean, it was just a very, it's a very small town in central Georgia. Well, there was this thing that everyone did around sixth and seventh grade that was just like the highlights. And if you were a part of like, if you were one of the cool kids, then you had one of these events. And it was called, it wasn't a dance party, but it was a dance and these dances um, were, were just the most, the biggest events during the school year. They went in school. They were normally birthday parties. And it was like the, the people that were in the, the, one, the who's who of 6th and 7th grade of Swainsboro Middle School had a dance that year for their birthday, okay? And so I'll never forget because you know how it is if you're sitting there around your friends and you start seeing the stuff going out, the invitations to the dance, to, to whatever. And like, I'll never forget, you're sitting there and you're th- and like, and you are just hoping deep down within you that it's like, oh, please let my name be on one of those envelopes. Please let my name be on, on those envelopes. And you were just hoping, even though you barely knew the other person, even though there was only like 25 students in your, in your grade. And so, but but you were just hoping, and once you got that envelope, you were just so excited because you were just, you were a cool kid now because now you got to go to, um, one of the girls' name. you got to go to Tiffany Bender's dance party, sixth grade for her birthday, and you were just so excited to be a part of that. And so I'll never forget that as soon as, like, they were passing it out, and I got one of the envelopes, and I was just so excited, and so, because Man, I was going to, to, to the dance. Well, here's my smart self because sixth grade, not really interested in, in girls or whatsoever. The, the dance party was on a clubhouse in the middle of a pond. They had built an island in the middle of the pond. And, I mean, it was, it was fancy, okay? And so it was a really nice clubhouse. And instead of actually being inside where I was, I was sliding into the pond messing up the best clothes that I had. And so that way, whenever I got into my mom's van, she was about ready to kill me again after opening up Christmas presents. And so, but, but it was just the excitement of receiving the gift that, of the envelope, knowing that you were a part of something bigger. Well, here's the excitement that every believer should have is just realizing that it is a special privilege that we have to have a gift from God within our life to be used to build his kingdom here on this earth. And so there's all kinds of different gifts. And some of these gifts, um, that there's some discussion about whether or not that they're still active today or not. That's, that's Pastor Mike's sermon, okay? And, um, and, um, but there's some other things, though, of how, what are some of the gifts that God gives to us? Um, there's gifts such as leadership, administration, teaching, knowledge, and what knowledge is, is the God-given ability to learn, know, and explain the precious truth of God's Word. Um, wisdom, being able to discern the work of the Holy Spirit. 
prophecy, and this is one that actually, um, what I believe that it is, that it's proclaiming the word of God boldly. Um, there's discernment, being able to tell, like, the Holy Spirit guides you of people's intentions of their heart. Um, another one called exhortation, um, having faith. faith. There's, a, there's another, a deeper faith that's actually a spiritual gift of being able to trust God to work things just miraculously and beyond human capabilities. Um, there's evangelism. And let me say this about evangelism. Even though evangelism is a spiritual gift, that doesn't let any of us off the hook from sharing the gospel. We're still responsible for sharing the gospel. And the same thing for faith as well. We're still responsible. Faith is a part of what we have. We have faith in God and in Jesus Christ. Um, service helps. Mercy and giving and hospitality. Um, but those are some of the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to us at salvation. And kind of what happens is that you start to find things that you love to do um, within the body. And you start to discover things that you never knew about you. Because um, one of the things that I've taken several what's called spiritual gifts tests. And some of the things that, that what I found to be my spiritual gifts. Normally I wouldn't like to do them. Because normally... Um, a lot of times I'm an introvert by nature and where I kind of there's times I just don't like to talk to people. But then whenever it comes so that there are times of hospitality of being able to talk to people and and help people to, to fill into the body and, and to fit into the body. Um, and so each one of you has a gift. And a second part of this is that the reason why that you have a gift is not to build up your own self. But it's to help to build up the body, help to build up the local church. Your spiritual gifts, your church home right here is Mercy Hill. So God has given you these abilities and these gifts to help build up this body of believers called Mercy Hill. And one of the interesting things about this is that this isn't something that's just for adults. This is for every person who is a Christ follower. What's really cool about and what I love about Pastor Dan is that this right here, our, the student ministry here, you guys' student ministry here, really models what is happening over there on Sunday mornings during, during our Sunday morning worship. And then whenever you gather in your small groups, the same things that whenever you are gathering in your small groups happens whenever the adults gather in their small groups as well. And so it's all, we're all one body, and God has given it to you that it, while this is your spiritual body right now, that God has given it to help build it up. And the reason why is that the body of Christ, God has perfectly designed it in order to function in the perfect way if we're using our gifts the way that he's given to us and the way that he's designed us. Think about this. How would a body work if we had four arms instead of two arms and two legs? What would happen? What would happen if you had four left feet? Huh? Think about this. Hey, how cool is it? How cool is? Think about this. Think about how God designed our bodies to work perfectly. That the way that He has designed us with two legs and two arms and two hands and with ten fingers that. There's a specific design to our to our, why we need thumbs. The way that we have our eyes and our ears. I mean, God designed our bodies perfectly 
to function. Now, some of us, uh, some things kind of mess up because of the fall, um, but it is amazing how God has designed our bodies perfectly in order to be efficient and to run smoothly and also just to be able to function. And God designed spiritual gifts the same way in our lives, that the reason why that all of them actually are put together help the church to run fun- to run and to function smoothly and perfectly because there's really kind of simplified there's two main functions to a church the first there's a vertical function and this function vertically is our worship to God and, and us worshiping him on a daily basis and on Sunday mornings worshiping and then there's a horizontal function as well to the body. There's the function that where we love and we take care of each other to help each other to grow spiritually. And then there's the function horizontally in order that not only do we love and care for each other, but there's an outward focus because the church's, church's goal is to proclaim the gospel and to see the gospel spread um, amongst those who don't know Christ. Um, and, so, and so whenever we see this, we're able to see that that the purpose of our gifts to help build up the church. And when in verse 7, he says, for the common good, which is referencing to the people. And then 1 Peter 4.10 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards, stewards of God's varied grace. As each one of you has received a gift, use it to serve one another. And then the third thing is that all of your gifts are different. No one has gifted in the exact same manner, perfectly match up. How weird would it be if all of you came in here tonight and were all dressed alike and just same haircut, same, just wearing the exact same clothes? Would that be kind of weird? Yeah, I mean, think of it like this. What would happen, what would happen within a body of Christ but in a body of believers, if everybody wanted to teach, what would happen? There'd be many fights. Prob- <laughs> Nothing else would get done, would it? Everybody would want to teach. Nothing else would get done. You know, actually, did you know this? What's kind of cool is that amongst us, amongst the staff, like between myself and Pastor Mike and Pastor Nick and Pastor Dan, all of us have different gifts and differing abilities. And so it would be really kind of crazy if all of us had the same gifts and the same abilities. Because if everybody wanted to teach, nothing else would get done. And if everyone wanted, think about this, if everyone had the gift of mercy, everyone would just sit around and cry all the time talking to each other. You know, and then if everyone had the gift of faith, man, everything would be so out there in their thought process that no realistic expectations and goals would ever happen. It's like, oh, well, we can just trust God that, man, we're going to just crazy, crazy stuff if everybody had faith. And so everyone's gifts are different. All of your gifts are different. Romans 12, um, 4 through 6 says this, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. And then it start, um, Paul actually lists out all of those gifts. Um, another part of this is that it's, it's a blessing that everyone's gifts are different. But another part of this is that you can't compare your gifts 
to someone else's gifts. No one is better than you if they have a different gift than you. Because all of those gifts are from the Holy Spirit. Your gift may be serving. That doesn't make you any less than teaching. Your gift may be administration. That doesn't make you any less than, than prophecy or, or discernment. Everyone is equal in the eyes of God in regards to their gifts. And one of the things that I'm afraid for you is that we are so apt to compare ourselves to others. And I will say this, one of the worst things that we can do is to constantly look at the good things that people have going on in social media. Because we are comparing ourselves to them and comparing the fact of, wow, I wish I was doing that or I wish any, something else was going on. But, but comparison robs you of joy. And comparison steals from you of the impact that you could be making because you're always looking back. I wish that something else was going on. I wish this was occurring. And it even applies to spiritual gifts because I've heard people, well, I wish my spiritual gift was this. But it's like God's gifting you in an incredible way. And let me challenge you. Find the way, and I'm going to give you the ability, find the way that God has gifted you. Run with that and develop those gifts because that is God's special gift to you. And a third part of this is that everyone's gifts are different is the fact that you can't dislike your gift. Okay, you can't sit back and say, God, I don't like that gift of teaching. I wish I didn't have that, teach, that gift of teaching. How many of you have ever received, all of you have already talked about your worst gifts, so I'm not even going to talk about gifts that you don't like. But there's been times you may have received a gift from someone that you necessarily, it wasn't your favorite thing, and you necessarily, eh, I don't really like that. My mom, a few years back, could just, my kids, y'all better not tell your Grammy I'm saying this, okay? <laughs> I'm telling y'all. <laughs> so, but, but one of the things that, that there's times I've received clothes that, whew, kind of rough. But our spiritual gifts are something different. Because we can't sit back and dislike the gift that God has given to us. Because if we do, that is a spiritual condition within us. So let me ask you this tonight in closing. Do you know what your gifts are? First and foremost, are you a follower of Christ? And if not, what's holding you back? The second part of that is, if you're a follower of Christ, do you know what your gifts are? And if you do, are you using them for the building up of the church and for the building up of believers? And so here's what I want us to do. I know time is coming to, to an end, but guys, if y'all could pass out um, those papers. Here's what, I don't think we'll have time. What time do we normally let out right now? Huh? Got a little bit of time? All right. So here's what I want us to do. I want each one of you to get a paper and a pen.
All right, so let's take, whenever you get them, you can go ahead and start. But let's take about five minutes. We're going to do it really quickly. Maybe you can get a few. I know it's going to, you're like, oh, this is going to take a lot longer. Jennifer, can I get one? Okay, okay. So y'all listen up. No talking. Back row, y'all listen up. So y'all listen up. So here's, go through this list, and five is highly characteristic of you, and the rating goes down to one to not at all characteristic of me, definitely untrue of me. Go through a few of these. We'll give you five minutes to get started. And then what you will do after you finish this, you're going to tally up your points on the back page and then discover, be able to use it to discover kind of maybe some areas that God has, God has gifted you.
So I know you're not finished with this yet, but um, I've got a I've got a deal for you. That um, let me ask you this: any of the questions that you scored yourself high on kind of surprise you? If uh, two people to say what they what they. Okay, yeah, I've got a deal. For, I've got a deal for that, Michelle. I'll include you even on the deal I'm about to make with them. All right. So, anything anybody want to share, Jacob? Okay. So hospitality. Okay. Anybody else? That's something that kind of surprises you a little bit, Emma? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So, what number is that? 32 hospitality as well. Yeah, that's good. So here's what here's what I want to make a deal with you, okay? If you can go here's what I want to challenge you to do because this is for your benefit, this isn't a test. This is for your own growth and for your own to discover really how God has gifted you and and for who God has made you. So if you go home and fill this out, finish filling this out completely, and this may be a little bit dangerous for me to say this, but if you come to church Sunday morning and tell me how many does it give you, your top three spiritual gifts, and in fact, let me let me make this. Bring the paper with you. That way, I might have something for you. I mean, I've got a nice box here. And, you know, now I know. Now, let me, let me, let me explain. Let me go ahead and explain something to you. Me being the discipleship pastor, I want to gift you to help things to help you grow. So you may see it and be like, oh, he is so boring. But then others, but it's to, to help you. You never know. And some of you like to read. So I might have books that are available. And listen, I have little books, okay, with little write, big writing in it. So that could help you out. I may have a T-shirt. I may have Mercy Hill T-shirts. No. Um, let's see. I've got some pretty cool Mercy Hill stickers. So, and let's see. I mean, you never know. I mean, you never know when a Starbucks gift card comes in handy as well. So, so there's, there's, you never know what, what I'll let you reach in inside the box. So the challenge is though, the challenge though is I want you to, I want you to use this to help you grow. And, and as a as a as a spiritual to discover your spiritual gifts, can y'all do that? All right. And Miss Michelle, you're included in it as well. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and we'll close in prayer and we will be dismissed. Father, I thank you for these teenagers and I thank you for the work that you are doing in their life, and I thank you for allowing us just to be a part of how you're moving. And I pray that through this that they will be able to discover how you have gifted them to be able to make an impact within the local church, but also make an impact 
um, with the gospel. And Father, I pray that you'll just continue to move and continue to draw people um, to Mercy Hill, Hill, Mercy Hill, so that they can hear the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen.